Hello, friend. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. I'm so glad to welcome you into the same place. It's a place of inclusivity and safety for any conversation to be heard. The safe place began as a image in my head of a wooden cabin on the lake. My own place of mental safety. And I welcome you here to listen to discussions on mental and physical health mental illness and mental and physical disability. You may hear stories that inspire. You may hear stories that make you cry, both in sadness and happiness. But always told from a place of truth. And we hold dear the principles of love, kindness and compassion. Now, with that all said, it's time to hunker down, get comfortable, so we're ready to welcome you in too. A safe place. Hello, hello, hello. It's been a little while since I've been here on my own chatting to you, and I kind of thought that it was about time in many ways. As you know, I have been uh, going through a bit of a recovery process recently. Um, and it's been it's been an experience to say the least it's just to just to remind you um about three gosh nearly four months ago now i underwent uh the uh, 13th i think surgery of my 36 years seems a bit unfair that um it's 13 but at the same time it means i've got some cool cars so you know winning or not depending on your frame of mind i suppose but yeah three or four months ago now i underwent a surgery on my right ankle and to give you an idea of what that is well was hopefully trying to accomplish is it's basically fusing part of my ankle joint so you've got your main ankle joint which is the bit that moves your foot up and down and then you've got your sideways plane which uh, is off of um, your uh, tailor bone uh, so I had what's called a subtalar fusion with allograft now the allograft bit is basically um, it's a bone graft so somebody else's bone uh, from somebody that was kind enough to give some um, was popped into my ankle to give uh, it a bit more stability, but also to allow it to, to fuse. There's two fairly, fairly robust um, screws that also go up through the bottom of the foot uh, so kind of up through your heel um, into the joint itself and at some point the bone should fuse together and it has been a very different experience from other surgeries that I've had before the last time I was operated on probably would have been my wrist 
Um, and yeah, that put me, put me out for, for a little spell. Um, but actually was, was kind of okay. It was, it was a, a keyhole surgery. It's not as invasive as the one that I've just had done. It was not as complicated because my ankles are just a bit more complicated than they probably need to be. And yeah, it, it was okay. <clears throat> Whereas this one, it's um, it's been really a really strange time because for the first six weeks or so, six or seven weeks, I was in a cast. Um, and before that, I thought that my mobility was pretty, pretty shoddy. Um, so I wasn't really able to use my right foot to kind of get around. So I was using crutches. Um, you know, I tried using a walking stick. I tried using one stick, but um, for me, I needed both to give me enough of a uh, balance, I suppose. But also, I don't know, so you might have experienced this with using different mobility aids but my hips started absolutely killing from using a stick in particular in particular um and even even the kind of one crutch wasn't wasn't the best um i was kind of getting knock on knock on it uh pain in other areas which is just not worth it so uh, I have two beautifully bright orange um, crutches that are all very fancy and very good. Um, and I thought, yeah, it was fairly hard work before. And then you can't use your one foot at all. Because if I put weight on it, I could have done myself some serious damage and um, that might have happened uh, a couple of times, <laughs> um, but I'm sure I'll come on to that. But I, I had six or seven weeks where I just wasn't allowed to put any weight through through that, and it's it's all the little things that you just think are not so much that they're they're easy, but that just that you do automatically, like going up and down stairs or getting up off the off the toilet or down onto the toilet or up and down off of a chair or a bed or you know dare I say it trying to get up off of the floor after you've fallen over when you've only got the one working um limb um and perhaps it's not so much working but the one side is is weighted down by a heavy cast perhaps it just is significantly more difficult to do everything there's that and then there's the exhaustion and it really is pure exhaustion from having what was pretty pretty big surgery um arguably the biggest since childhood that that i've had um and certainly the biggest one i've had on on my ankles since childhood um had a few other little bits done over the years but 
nothing to this extent and your body has to try and heal and that sounds so simple so easy so obvious but until you're actually in that scenario it's really it's almost unsettling how difficult things are I, mean, I remember the very first day so i remember getting up off of um well trying to get up off of the hospital bed um because part of being able to go home is that you can get around to a, a reasonable extent and just sitting up literally just sitting up i was wiped out absolutely wiped out and then i had to get up and uh, i actually nearly passed out the first time i tried to get up because um yeah blood pressure um being laid down for uh what was probably about i don't know 24 hours or so um overall it yeah trying to get up the first time is is pretty pretty unsteady but even these simplest things in that first probably two or three weeks was exceptionally difficult exceptionally exceptionally difficult yeah i i forced myself to to go downstairs um mainly because i didn't want to just be isolated in one room because i think i would have gone even more crazy than you know that i i am already um and that journey from upstairs in bed to getting up and this is before i could even get up and get into the shower um and then getting downstairs i was then asleep i was out for the count by the time that i'd got onto the sofa downstairs to the extent that i uh, i literally didn't eat um you know i would miss meals and all that sort of stuff because i was just too tired too exhausted to get up and and and, and get stuff um no, I was very lucky that I've got an exceptionally doting wife. Um and she would make yeah, kind of almost like pack lunches and, 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 and that type of thing. Um which certainly helped. Um because it was right beside me, but even just recovering from that one journey was was really very exhausting. Um and it's not just that it's physically exhausting either it's also mentally exhausting because you're having to fight with this idea in your in your mind that this is such a simple and easy task you know getting up going downstairs and sitting down why why is this so difficult why is this so hard and you're having to tackle your own um self-image really 
and the understanding of what that is at that moment in time and and that hopefully you are then going to recover and be able to do things at least as good as you were able to before and that's not that easy a thing to to overcome from a, a kind of mindset perspective because what you're then faced with is to a certain extent your your mortality in that having you know a, a big surgery being in fairly substantial amounts of pain which for those that that know me personally you'll know that me saying that is that it was extreme pain because I do water down uh, all the time my my pain levels for the benefit of of other people really Um, but also because I hate being fussed over (laughs) which um, doesn't really work when you are not really able to get around Um, and for that first really six weeks um i was faced with this very obvious image uh, of my leg being in a cast and not because i'd gone off and broken my leg or, or you know i don't know done something um nasty through just a pure injury but because of something that i was born with and it it might sound a bit odd <laughs> for a 36-year-old in particular to be saying this, but that was the f- first real time that I fully understood the limitating factors that I have. And... You might find that odd because, you know, I was born with this and I've lived with it for for my life. And, you know, I've always had, um, always had some degree of, of pain and I've had different interventions over the years, etc, etc, etc. But I've kind of always just thought of myself as not being good enough i suppose and not being good enough because um i should be able to do everything that that everybody else can do and i should best do it at least as good as everybody else um and never really allowed myself to even have a thought about well okay that might be true but um you have got a different mechanics yeah i mean my my lower limb mechanics are very different to in reality probably anybody else um that's around and that's not because i'm special or 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 anything like that it's just simply because when you have a, a deformity, there'll be people in the general 
yeah, diameter of 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 the condition that you were born with, but you're not going to find two people that have the exact same um, extent of that deformity, or or that it's um, the same pain levels, or whatever it might be. Um, so it, you're always going to be uh, of a different makeup. Um, and then as I've kind of grown up, you know, I, I played loads of sport when I was a kid, loads of it. And I played, um, rugby. I played basketball, tennis, uh, badminton, cricket, um, football, um, probably netball. I, would try my hat at swimming. I, I, I've done a variety of different water sports, including windsurfing and canoeing, and and, and all these different things. Um, and yeah, I've I've just always gotten on with it. But here I am now that I I couldn't, and I I wasn't able to just get on with it. I wasn't able to force my way through um any limitations that i might have by just dealing with the pain or just um you know hiding what was going on because there was no hiding uh it was very obvious that and still is very obvious um that something is a little bit different with me and that is something that really i think a lot of us probably don't come into contact with until we're until we're a lot older um i think as you as you age there are certainly things that come up that make you think about um maybe your choices as a child i don't know um but you you're not going to get huge amounts of people that um you know were, were born with something that um they could hide and 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 then that's kind of kind of a bit like a tortilla challenge slapped around the face um for those of you that haven't seen it go and have a look on on instagram and and uh I think it's the rap challenge actually. Um and you'll you'll see what I mean. Um <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, being being faced with that, being faced with the inability not only to walk, because obviously that's a big factor, um, not only to shower easily. Um, without having to go through a whole rigmarole of um, putting the equivalent of a of a condom on your leg um, to stop your cast getting soaked in the water, having to try and hop um, into the shower, which uh, is stupidly dangerous, having to have a seat in the shower because I I couldn't and still can't. Um, stand on it for for any period because 
uh, you know, my, my left ankle is going through a lot of abuse um, because of it being the only one that's functioning properly at the moment. And, you know, then you've got the the fatherly duties. Um, and that in itself, not being able to, which in fairness, I, I kind of haven't for a while because I'm not able to run around with Alps because, I mean, I, I, I can't really run. Um, or rather, if I do, then it's, I, I could have paid for it. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not able to run anymore because uh, the pain stops me before before I, I would even take a, a step, really. Um, but just not been able to play with Alps because not only the physical limitation, but then also just being so exhausted um physically exhausted yes but also mentally exhausted uh and just doing anything with my boy was was really really difficult and he's been amazing absolutely incredible for a a four-year-old he's he's understood he's just kind of got around it it was certainly a little bit tentative to start with he was worried about hurting me and and worried that I was going to be in pain but as he started to get familiar with everything um he was he was yeah gonna get me drinks and and all sorts um he he is a um a wonderful a wonderful boy but then also you know being a a doting husband um or rather not really being able to and being almost cared for um by your partner that is a really difficult really difficult thing to to overcome I mean even now we're four months on um and I am I'm out of the cast, obviously, because I was six or seven weeks in. I then went into an air cast boot. So that's basically a, a cast that you can take off, essentially. Um, and in theory, you can walk on, though it did take me a good while to to be able to do that because it was, it was very painful. Um, and even then, really I, I was I was having to use um uh, my crutches with it because I, I couldn't couldn't do it without and then eventually getting out of that and and now I'm kind of back to to where I was before the surgery in the sense of that I'm still using crutches and it's in some ways the pain is less in some ways the pain is more um which was always a bit of a risk but really the the surgery was mainly for me about getting more stability in the ankle um because previously any any little tiny um you know literally i could walk down the street um and you know this has been going on for what 20 years now um 
I could walk down the street and I could step on a on a tiny little stone or you know little little chipping out of um out of the tarmac and just that slight pivot in my ankle would cause um what I describe as as a as a, a lightning bolt of of pain um to to shoot up so you know taking taking that out of the equation fingers crossed um is is good um in my mind but for the last four months and even now i i still can't drive um i'm not sure when i'm gonna be able to drive again because at the moment i can't push um i can't push down so the the ability to push the the pedal um is a bit limited uh, as it stands, but we'll see. Um, and there are adaptations that you can get to vehicles, which uh, I've got a few um, a few friends that have been kind enough to show me their adaptations, and, and they're they're certainly doable. Um, but I I've been being chauffeured around by people. Uh, Sarah's at drive uh, a lot. And my dad's been very good and he's been driving me around a lot of places um, and kind of visiting me. Uh, But up until, to be honest, even now, trying to do anything is still really very painful, um, still very exhausting. And that probably isn't going to go away and that is i mean that, it, it is what it is uh you know I, i'm i'm not going to be a professional athlete or a professional sportsman or whatever um i i never was so it's not like my life has been kind of flipped upside down by it but it would be nice to be able to get out more and just do more um, without needing to rely on on other people, um, but also without being completely wiped out by it. Um, we've been for a few kind of, uh, I, I guess, kind of day trips out and stuff, and I'm just, I'm just whacked. Um, just really really exhausted and i've been been trying swimming and i've been doing um bits in the home gym just to try and get a bit fitter as much as anything else but also just to try and build that um i guess kind of life stamina um back up yeah some things are okay some things are more painful than they they kind of should be more tiring than they should be um and hey maybe some of that's just getting older um maybe some of that is uh, you know my ankle is still mending and it 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 will be mending for probably another year ish 
to um to a kind of year and a half um and even then it, it there's plenty of other stuff that that's going on in there that will <laughs> keep it occupied um you know things like nerves not working um or working too much in in other cases which which are all all good fun and i say good fun it's not good fun it's pretty frustrating at times but then it kind of got me thinking about just the time i have spent um and not so much just recently because obviously that's a very very easy comparison um or reflection but really the time that i've spent historically and the time that i will spend going forward recovering and what that might be and what that might look like and i think it's something that we are all probably guilty of in that we work work hard in whatever job you do there is no there's not really a such a thing as an easy job um i would say yeah you could you could argue that being sat at a desk all day is physically easy very true but it's very mentally draining very mentally tiring and frankly just being sat down for long periods is is very uncomfortable uh whilst you could argue that um stacking shelves in a in a supermarket is not the most mentally stimulating of of tasks but physically you're on your feet for let's say an average shift is eight hours you're on your feet for at least seven of those eight hours um so it's very physically tiring and you can kind of go through all sorts of jobs and there'll be some that have that that crossover of being both physically and mentally um challenging and and uh and draining uh and you'll have some that are on the ends of the spectrum um on their own independently but i think it's fair to say that there isn't an easy job out there certainly there isn't a job where you're not going to be tired for some reason but how often do you go and spend time just recovering and this morning as an example i am not the best at looking after myself i don't spend enough time actually doing things that will benefit either my physical or mental health and that's something that i i know i fall into the trap of just being on that hamster wheel of life and never really getting off to to kind of break from um from 
everything that's that's going on and i'm trying to get better at that i'm trying to trying to be better at resting and recovering and just enjoying life a bit more because the thing with 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 the recovery and certainly something that i've learned recently is that being sat or laid down for long periods because you're recovering from something isn't actually the most effective way to recover from something keeping reasonably active reasonably um mentally challenged and um as as physically active as you can be is actually going to be more um positive in in a recovery sense than being motionless being stuck being um sat or lay or or just what i would um think of as as kind of vegging out just you know with the tv on or or whatever games console or whatever it might be and just spending hours upon hours upon hours in front of that it, it it's not it's not aiding your recovery it's not making you better it's not helping your your mind to um work through things it might give you a bit of mental free space just to not really think about anything in the reality is you're, you're always thinking about something um and yeah th- th- there is a degree of space for that but if that is your sole way of recharging um and your your sole way of just recovering from whatever whatever life experience you've got going on at the moment you can do better and as i started to kind of get a bit more energy um and be able to do a little bit more i started to notice that very quickly that doing essentially doing nothing was actually making me feel worse than than doing something so if i had a day where i just sat um and or lay down or whatever um i felt rubbish whereas um if i was at least using my mind so reading and and um just exploring new topics and 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 where possible having interest and dialogue with with people uh trying to be creative in different ways actually that opened almost opened a bit of a door of hope really um because uh, the first the first couple of weeks i was in a really bad really bad place which is understandable after surgery um and i honestly think that reading learning new things that experiencing different things um and just being 
more interactive with life um got me out of that that place and then allowed my recovery to to improve and to to move on and it's the same for a, you know, a normal week your your weekends don't need to be rammed full because you do need to have actual rest so that's the first thing you need to actually give yourself enough time that your body is able to recover from life from the day and that should be done mainly through a good night um, of quality sleep but then also you need to have some enjoyment you need to have some happiness um, and some activity because again that will then aid in your your mind's ability to recharge itself and to to allow yourself to have a good night's um, a good night's sleep. So if you come to the weekend and you've got either a chock a block weekend, you kind of know that by by the time Monday comes, you're not going to feel recovered from the week before, and that's all right for the odd weekend. But if you're doing that every single weekend, and then you're going on on holiday and you're doing an action-packed holiday at some point what you'll find particularly as you get older is that that becomes more and more difficult because the second that you stop you start to realize that your body's not functioning in the way that it should or that you're not feeling as energized as you thought you might be because you're almost putting yourself into this survival mode um and you're just having to go through everything rather than really experiencing whereas if you have even through the week actually so not just weekends but if you have time to reflect on your day to reflect on your week and all that type of thing and to be able to just acknowledge and, and park then to be able to go and do enjoyable things with with people that you care about, experience the outdoors and experience life in a way that is enabling yourself to fill your battery, your life battery back up, then actually you will be more energised, you will feel more energised, you won't have to rely on all that coffee um, that you're probably drinking. Because you're balancing what your body and your mind need. And that sounds super simple. Uh, but actually, there's plenty of literature on, on this type of thing. You know, being outside, being in nature, sounds very kind of... Lardy dar I guess. Um, but actually, being outside, um, you've got the benefit of of your body getting the the kind of natural vitamins that it needs, but also the reaction to nature itself, to 
lying down on 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 the grass and having contact with it um or just going for a walk in the woods or you know just being outside and connecting with nature will allow yourself to to have that calm to have that 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 time and then you've got being around people now there are different measures of that and different quantities depending on on who you are and what your current situations are like but you've got to understand that actually having real connections with people and experiencing things with people is enabling you to recharge and to uh, to recover and just to be happy and really that in itself should really be the goal whether it's something that you have gone through like me with a major operation that um you know it takes it out of you or whether it's just life and um you're just getting caught up with things just sometimes we have to take a step back and think about what it is that gives us happiness gives us joy and make sure that our actions through the majority of our time are enabling that to happen and it's really as simple as that so yeah recovery for me now is um it's a long old stretch a long road it will be no doubt filled with lots of ups and downs and lots of self-realizations um the biggest one is certainly that i do have limitations and i am uh, a disabled person and that that's okay um it's not a negative um and that all these different uh tools or aids that i have um they're there to enable rather than to detract despite what anybody else might think about them so if you ever see somebody walking down the street with crutches or you see somebody in a wheelchair or you see somebody using a stick or um just struggling um with having to use a frame or whatever it might be don't look at them with pity look at them as a whole person because the fact that they have to use some um aid isn't a preventative factor it's an enabling factor so don't look at them and go oh i'm so sorry that you've got to use that celebrate the fact that they're able to do what they want and need to do in life 
because they've got the benefit of these fantastic um, machines, I guess. It's a simple lesson in life, isn't it? Well, thank you, friends. That's all we've got time for today. I'm sure you have enjoyed uh, today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you rate uh, the episode and the show's five stars on whatever platform you might be listening on. And of course, please share your own stories and your own um, thoughts and feelings of the episodes in the reviews. You can also find me on I am Gavin Clark and that's Clark with an E over on Instagram and you can search for the safe place uh, on there too it's a safe place podcast but for now I'll send you away with love kindness and compassion speak soon